This call may be recorded or transcribed. Hello, Robbie. Hi, Ernie. I'm uh, going to switch the headphones because you probably have a lot of road noise. Actually, I don't. It sounds pretty good. All right. Well, uh, iPhone keeps improving things about the phone, including the voice, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever uh, sound filtering. Yeah. The signal to noise is a wonderful thing. Yeah. All right. So how's so, your day? Going good. I had a intense meeting. Uh, well, it could have been an intense meeting with the engineering team, uh, checking on the progress. But they met. They were. They were. We're trying to do a weekly sprint, where each week we deliver something that's demoable, which is uh-huh. a very different discipline than what they're used to. Okay. And it's complicated by the fact that half the team's in Europe and part of it's in the U.S. Um, uh-huh. But they like sort of pulled a bunch of late nights and managed to pull off a a mediocre but functional demo, which was impressive. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because you know I, I was feeling the anxiety of where they're going to ship or they're going to do it, and I said, you know, and I, and I had to get to the place of not unlike the place I got to at the end of our last conversation, which is that okay. My job is to be fully relationally present and uh, neither, uh, you know, enforce or abdicate the boundary, just uh-huh. leave it there. And, uh, and as long as the boundary is intact, stay fully emotionally present for them uh-huh. in the processing. And then... If the boundary cannot be sustained, throw an exception and say, okay, let's start over again from a different perspective. Right. And this, this dynamic of, I think we talked about this before, right, of, of trying to be fully emotionally, relationally present for other people by externalizing the boundary so I don't have to reject what they're saying or thinking or feeling or doing until uh-huh. a boundary is broken and then that triggers a different conversation. Right. And so we had a bunch of things going on this week where like boundaries were broken. And so I spent a lot of time yesterday saying like, okay, how do I reset the boundaries to something that makes sense, that feels uh-huh. like we're all set up to succeed rather than getting bogged down in the shame of failing to meet the original plan? Uh-huh. And, and how do I push forward into the new thing God is doing rather than reacting to try to preserve the old thing I thought God was doing. Right. Right. So Good. That was my morning. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, driving to Mission Fest Seattle right now. In fact, I just parked ah. in traffic on 405 freeway, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I realized yesterday that I was lacking a box of materials that is was available the opposite direction. So I contacted uh, somebody I knew who was coming and asked if he knew somebody coming from that direction and worked out um, a way that things could work. But uh, the person that I got connected with didn't respond until this morning. And mm. the person I got materials from wasn't responding. So I couldn't connect them. Uh, yeah. so at first, I was trying frantically to figure out what I could do. And then I finally got to the thought, well, 
I could just put this in God's hands and leave it. And I, the stranger to me who had offered to bring the box down, uh, I texted him and said, I think God is asking me just to, you know, put this in his hands. So don't feel any stress about it. If you, if it works, it works. If not, don't worry about it. And, uh, yeah. Shortly after that, worked out. That was good. Sorry, what was the punchline? I missed the last oh. phrase. Shortly after that, everything worked out. After I ah. put it together. Okay. Praise God. Yeah, I think that seems more or less the same thing I was saying, but much more concise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been, I've been uh, I think I'd mentioned... Um, Jackie was looking for a chore tracker that would help to coordinate things with our adult children living in the house. And she found mm. one that had most of the features she was looking for, but it kept breaking on her, even though the uh. was responsive. So I said, well, I think I can put something together. So I did only then I, uh, uh, you know, when when you keep thinking of new features and keep patching, <laughs> but uh, I was I was able last night to clean enough bugs out to leave her with a stable version this morning, so that felt good also. And, That's uh, good, yeah. And uh, she, uh, I have uh, in the throughout our thirty years of marriage, I have tended to take personally any silence on her part as an indication that she's mad or whatever. But uh, mm. this morning, it seemed like there was something going on, which I tempted to feel was related to me, but I decided not to. And we got through that. And uh, I mean, I, when I, when I connected to provider with the new version, updated version of the program, uh, it felt a lot more relaxed than if I had gone into my normal, uh, you know, what are you mad about? And, uh, why, why do you get into this state? And so, uh, yeah, anyway, I think I'm gradually learning to leave things in God's hands. Yeah. There's a wonderful quantum aspect to this where I've discovered at least that if I have this emotional energy of anxiety, subconscious or not, Right. And perform the experiment. The experiment will turn will turn negative. Yeah, yeah. And leaving the quantum state undisturbed and letting it evolve is, I think, one of the underappreciated virtues of God's character. That God is not just perfect love; He is also perfect freedom. Ah. Uh-huh. And that He lets the system evolve according to its own. Uh, choices or merits or whatever until he's willing to incarnate into the situation and suffer the circumstances himself. Right. And he is very, um, and I realize this is one thing that drives people crazy about God is God is very obsessed over not interfering too much. Uh huh. People just want God to come in and fix everything all the time. Right. But you know, like like with my engineering team, like there were several points during the week. It's like, oh, they're doing this really stupid thing. I wish I could just stop it and fix them. But it's like, no, that would deprive them of the learning and the suffering and the glory. Right. 
And that is more important. I mean, this is what I mean by living by grace rather than the law. It is more important than people grow than that they do the right thing within yeah. a trust boundary. I mean, there are trust boundaries that you have to enforce, but the more you can emotionally distance yourself from them, the more freedom I experience. Like, I, like it was killing me, but like, okay, I can get so many other things done because I'm not worried about how telling them how to do their job. Uh-huh. Right. And, um, you know, they, they pulled it off and, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's exciting. Like the yeah. sense of like this unlock, like this, this new level of consciousness individually and corporately. Uh, and uh, I was telling them, it's like, you know, on the one hand, I feel horribly guilty for abandoning them. On the other hand, I'm so, I feel great that I have all these other things I can do with my time. And I think that deep ambivalence is exactly the right emotion for me to be experiencing at this point in time. Uh-huh. Right. If I was totally emotionally detached, then it wouldn't mean anything that I was leaving them alone. Okay. Right. It's precisely the fact that I love them and care about their success and hold myself back so that they can fail on their own that makes right. it beautiful as right. opposed to merely negligent. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you, you, yeah. Go ahead. Well, so related to that, but uh, kind of slightly different emphasis. Uh, I've been, uh, I, I'm aware of living much of my life with the um, perspective that God wants me to grow, and it's up to me to figure things out on my own, um, and that that's an incomplete perspective because. God also, as a loving father, is eager to show us uh, easier and better ways to do things when we're uh, open to that, when we're humble, inviting his guidance and walking in intimacy and fellowship with him. Uh, Mm So it's kind of a compliment of what you were describing, but it's... uh, it's part of this relational thing. It's just like with your kids. There are things, if they want your input on something, when they're ready for it, you're eager to give it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the team. If they get stuck or they are at a place where they are they feel like they've figured out what they've figured out, but then they say, hey, is there a better way to do this? Uh, and you know a better way, you're not going to withhold that from them. That's true, but that doesn't actually capture the emotional dynamic that I was describing or experiencing. No, no, that's why I'm saying this is complimentary. This isn't yeah, a complimentary. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is this is the state that I'm living in of uh, inviting God. To, you know, I'm I'm trying to be more conscious of inviting God to guide me um, than just trying to than the path that I've been in of trying to. Push through things and get them out and whatever. Right, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you've been on this particular leg of your journey for the last couple of years. Like I feel like you've said this to me. I'm stop. I'm trying to stop doing things on my own and trying to just rest and listen to the Holy Spirit and see what God wants me to do. Is there yeah. a nuance I'm missing, or is this the same point? Well, the, the nuance is the um, 
recognition that God isn't reluctant to uh, engage with us when he thinks it's appropriate. So when I'm, um, and, uh, and that it's not just a matter of resting and trusting, but it's a matter of also inviting and being in this relationship of humility. And uh, I, I don't know, it, it, the, the interaction with Paul Gauchi that I mentioned and maybe prayer up this past year has been a very significant uh, piece of this for me. Uh, just seeing the insights that, of global significance that he's gained as he has been uh, inviting and asking God about various facets of what he's doing in producing food. Right. Uh, I need a moment. All right. The thing I hear you say is the thing that you want from God is insights and information. I'm not sure if that's what you meant to say, but that's what I'm hearing. Uh, so I missed that. <laughs> My uh, son has been trying to get breakthrough since shortly after you called, um, and I don't think it's anything significant, but it's Why don't you take that call and see? And if you come back, great. If not, it's okay. Well, next if he if he tries again, I will do that. Uh, okay. So if I disappear, that's what happened. Or if you end up on hold, that's what happened. Um. So, yeah, for me, there is a a difference, and I don't know how to articulate it in a way that's meaningful. Um. And, I, uh, but this the the relationship with God. Um. I mean, I know God once has wanted intimacy with me, so that started a couple of years ago that uh, intimacy was more important to him than what I do for him. Um, but along with that has, or or in the, this year, the last few months in particular, uh, and so it has been several months that I've been dwelling on this, reflecting on this. Uh, there's this appreciation of the way that God is eager to help me find better ways to do things, to be a better husband, whatever, in a similar way to how I relate to my children if they ask for help. I mean, I, I want help to be. Uh, yes. Help. Yeah. Right. So that is actually the opposite of what I was trying to describe. It's not just a compliment. It's actually the opposite of what I was describing with my engineers. Well, you have that desire to help them, but you Actually, also... but... No. I'm uh, taking directions from Google Maps, so I may, have, I may have cut out what you were saying. Okay. Say again what you were going to, what you just said. You said, so there is a desire to help them, and that's the problem. Right. But is that a problem? It, it, it's just yeah. there. But, but no, like, literally, literally, like, yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, it's not like, oh, I resolve that desire to help them by the coming to me for advice and then me helping them. That's actually not, I was making the opposite point. Um, well, 
If, so uh, I think God doesn't just give us any help we ask for. I think he's selective for when it's actually going to be helpful. And I think the same is true in your relationship with these uh, people. I think my desire to help kids is probably at an unhealthy level where God is concerned about my growth and character, but not to the exclusion of providing any help. That makes sense. Yeah. I, um, if you are describing what you are going through, then that is fine. If you yeah. are trying to characterize what I am doing, then I want to try to find a way to honor that while holding on to the fact that that does not capture my reality. Yeah. No, I describe this as a compliment to begin with. I don't see this as what you're describing or what you're trying to do. I wasn't trying to restate, and maybe I should have restated first. Uh, so, but, 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 yeah. What, yeah. What I think, what I think you're experiencing is by suppressing, rejecting, and uh, letting your desire to be uh, to intervene and to help, um, you're uh, you're allowing them to grow in ways they wouldn't if you did intervene. And it might. That's closer. Yes. I mean, the way I would phrase it, if, if you will allow me to, is that it is precisely as I crucify my desire to help them do the right thing, yeah. the more I can be emotionally present to relate to them, which is actually the thing they need most, is that all this superstructure of tasks and insights and efficiency and achievement is in some ways secondary to them seeing my evo emotionally vulnerable presence uh, that I hold, how I hold that tension between uh, what, what I model and demonstrate in my relationship to them is right. a, or at least one order of magnitude more powerful uh -huh. than any concrete assistance or guidance I give them. Okay. Um, I think I need to jump off and figure out how to navigate the complexities of downtown Seattle because um, I'm losing time on my yes, phone. Yes, please do. It's a, it's a good, uh, you let me have, if you want to help, let me have the last word, I'm fine with it. We can pick it up there next time. Oh, I'll just, bless you. All right. Safe travels. Uh -huh, bye. Thank you.